If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. Oh, nothing more American way than Friday, right? Especially a beautiful summer Friday across the Rocky Mountain West. Glad you are here. It is, of course, open line friday so anything on your mind fire at will again we move very quickly on the show so don't worry about getting your comment in just right in a neat little box and we're talking about a b c or d because by then we're going to be on to f anyway but we can multitask here so fire at will 855-405-8255 the number worst number for the best show in radio at least we hope that it is and you can text dan d-a-n 57739 uh, you can tell it's going to be a day, right? When you walk into uh, our first text of the day, Dan, Trump doesn't lie, question mark, or encourage violent acts, two question marks. He goads his minions to harass and threaten honest citizens trying to do their jobs. You have become a cliche. Hmm. Now, Ryan, that could be good or bad, right? Because there are some cliches that are very good cliches. Well, they're cliches for a reason, right? Yes. And, and very positive cliches. I wish the texter would call and clarify that point. Uh, But uh, maybe his next line gives us a hint there. By the way, says the texter, the Catholic Church can go to hell. Why don't they practice what they preach? Bigots and hypocrites. So, texter, I don't know who urinated on your Wheaties, but I hope you know them. And I wish you would call 855-405-8255, the number. In terms of the Catholic Church going to hell, now you got a little directional difficulty there, my friend. <laughs> they're, they're just straight up the other way. And I would love to ask this texter, what do you think? Pick your, pick your area. What, what do you think Denver, Colorado would look like without the Catholic Church? What, what do you think all of Colorado would look like without the Catholic Church? You want to talk about going to hell? Yeah, it would. Denver would certainly go to hell in a hurry without the Catholic Church. And I'm, I'm talking here before we even get to theology. I'm talking about theology in action. I'm talking about all of uh, the amazing, great work in the trenches the Catholic Church in Denver does and all over the country with the poorest of the poor, regardless of faith or no faith at all. You know, who are the people there changing the adult diapers? Who are the people really getting down in, in the blood and the gross stuff and doing the hard work uh, of ministering, you know, to the, to the sick, to the hungry, to the broken? Yeah, it, it's not Jared Polis, okay? <laughs> and it's not Michael Bennett, and it's not John Hickenlooper. It's not any of that phonies. Those phonies. Boy, Sister Ann Felice, I can feel her reaching down from heaven, slapping me across the side of the head. It's not any of that phonies, right? Yeah, sorry, sister. It's not any of those phonies. It's the Catholic Church of Denver. Democrats, unaffiliated, Republicans, completely nonpartisan. It's the Catholic Church in action. And, and there are plenty of other Christian denominations and plenty of other Jewish uh, synagogues. There are plenty of other 
Muslims, but but you talk about leading the way in terms of keeping this society together literally. Yeah. Yeah. You, you start with Christians, you start with the Catholic Church, you start with with all these people of faith I just listed. That's what keeps society together. It would fall apart in a heartbeat without that. 855-405-8255, the number. Where do you think that expression ever came from, Ryan? Can, can we trace the source of that? I know Kelly's looking for a research project to challenge her extraordinarily fertile mind. But that, that expression, hey, who, family show, urinated in your Wheaties. Where did that ever originate? I, my first instinct would be go, to go back to the 70s when yeah. Caitlin was still Bruce Jenner. And was on the cover of Wheaties, and it became all the rage, right? You wanted to be like the Olympians and eat the same cereal they did. And so you're trying to start your day on like an Olympic note and, and do the best that you can, but then somebody has the audacity to yeah. do that in your Wheaties. Yeah. Right? I, I, yeah. I, would, I would say the 70s, but that's just a guess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out, because Kelly, anything she sets her mind uh, to. She's looking it up right now. Yeah. or trying to. Yeah. Yeah, anybody in this conversation who's actually had their face on a Wheaties box? You hmm. have? Uh, no, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Uh, I think the closest would be Kelly because okay. she was a college diver for Purdue. Wow, I could see that. Yeah, well, she I was good. I could see that, yeah. You know what everybody should be right now? Everybody should become a vet. We had a wonderful experience with the vet last night. I'll take no more than 10 seconds with it, but we were up very, very late into the night because... <laughs> We come home from the show and our dog, Callie, who's beloved, our beloved Callie, looks like she's on her last legs. In fact, she's not on any legs at all. She goes out in the grass, rolls over, won't move, looks like, okay, this may be the end. And so, you know, we just carry her to the car, load her up in the car. We take her to the vet and we're there late, late in the night. But this wonderful young vet, so impressive. So impressive. I think her name was Jessica. It was a lot of moving pieces. I think it was Jessica Noel, N-O-L-L, great young vet. Anyway, long story short, I'll show you the x-ray. She brought in the x-ray and started, you know, she was great about it. But what should have been a stomach, uh, for comparison's sake, what should have been the stomach the size of, say, a tennis ball, I'm not being literal, was the size of a basketball. Because Karen, Kelly apparently had found a feed bag and tore into it and just ate until she couldn't eat anymore. Oh, no. So, I mean, <laughs> it was like... It was amazing to see, but great vet. So was she Kelly's, in like a food uh, coma then? or well, like Yeah, I, I think there were a lot of different things that does to a dog. But what I learned last night is you got to be real careful with the exit strategy because if they get going too hard, they can flip their stomach and then it's sayonara. Uh, so yeah. you said feed bag. What, what, what kind like, of animal? Like a big bag of dog food. Oh, of dog food. Yeah, yeah I call them oh, feed bags. Yeah, some I call just... what I eat out of feed bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that can get bad. Yeah. So which of all these great topics do you like the most today? There is so much going on in the world. Ryan, let's start with this. I was asked a tremendous question today by, by a high-ranking media executive, and I thought that is a great show topic. 855-405-8255. I'm letting that hang in the air for a minute. Text Dan57739. But I want to hear from you on this. I guarantee you, you have never been asked this question before. I found it thought-provoking and I had an immediate answer. You would have been impressed, right? No delay at all. No fish mouth. Nothing like that. Dan, what have you been most wrong about this year? 
Have you ever been asked that question? No, not quite that way. Yeah. What have you been most wrong? Now, keep in mind, we're not through the year yet, right? But what have you been most wrong? Because we all focus on what we're right about. What have you been most wrong about this year? And you had an immediate answer. Oh, man, it was, I was so impressed with myself. Which was? I'm teasing it. Oh. I, I, I just oh. want people to call in okay. on this. I can tell you what I said. 855-405-8255, Dan57739. What I've been most wrong about, you have an answer for that? Uh, what I've been oh, most okay. wrong about. I would say I have been most wrong about my take on Ron DeSantis and his mm-hmm. campaign that I thought he'd be running a very strong second at this point and kind of ascending uh, with the American people, and that has not been the case. So I think I'm very wrong on that one. See, I thought that too, but that's not what I was most wrong about. Oh, oh and, and if okay. you're new to this show, I don't want you to think these guys are wrong all the time. I mean, I, I would <laughs> conservatively, humbly put my batting average yeah. at about 975, 980. We got to make sure we don't lose Rhonda, remember from yesterday. She was a first time caller you, and listener. Rhonda. Remember her? Thank and you, then, Rhonda. Yeah, it, yeah. If we tell her every, you know, we're wrong about everything. Right. Then that could be right. it. That could be, be it. the end. But she might stay for the train wreck effect. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, but but what I said was what I was most wrong about was Mike Johnston, the mayor of Denver, because though I didn't endorse a candidate in the race, I, I talked all the time about, hey, Mike Johnston, if he's elected, he's going to he's going to straighten out this homeless problem. He's going to get homeless people off the street, which is best for them and obviously best for the other 99 percent of us. Mike Johnston, I think I had this quote right. If Mike Johnston has to take the fire hose out himself. He's going to be blasting homeless people off the street because he's running for governor. And he's going to want to show he's cleaning this problem up. And believe me, I view homeless people as children of God. I, I, I believe we have this obligation for those in our midst, you know, to, to recognize their human dignity and come up with, with the solution accordingly. The problem is there's an easy solution. And Mike Johnston isn't taking it. And what he's doing is terrible, ultimately, for the homeless as a whole and horrific for Colorado. But I don't think he cares. Because it's going to work for him politically with the big donors he's after in his governor's race. So I just said I was most wrong about Mike Johnston because he's doing the opposite. He is doing everything imaginable to attract more homeless from all over the world to Denver. But let's throw that question out there. What have you been most wrong about so far this year? I've come clean. How about you? 855-405-8255. Text Dan 57739. him he can't put two sentences together he doesn't know where he is he can't walk up a flight of stairs let alone down a flight of stairs and you look at this guy we have the most corrupt president in the history of our country and we have the most incompetent simultaneously the most incompetent president and what he's doing to this country millions and millions of people are pouring into our country look at new york city look at chicago look at these cities what's happening to them with hundreds of thousands of Illegal aliens coming into and sleeping on Madison Avenue and sleeping in Central Park. And and nobody's ever seen anything like this. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff Trump needs to be talking about. The Biden stuff won't be relevant for long because he's going to announce that he's no longer seeking the nomination. But uh, that's the kind of stuff he needs to be talking about. 855-405-8255, 
855-405-8255. Ryan, no. very unexpectedly, texters have taken up the spirit of this topic. I, I was talking about <laughs> you weren't very uh, somebody about it. who posed the question, not helpful <laughs> enough, I guess, who posed the question, hey, what have you been most wrong about this year? And I had an instant response. Mike Johnston, mayor of Denver, I thought he'd handle the homeless problem well. He's done the opposite. But uh, texters have some other contenders Dan, no, you, you also said we could fix this country at the ballot box when we are locked out of the counting process. Uh, texter, please call the show because we are not locked out of the counting process. And if, if even a single person in this country decides not to vote, because they they don't trust that their vote will actually be counted correctly or they think the election's otherwise rigged, I think they are abandoning their post. They are being derelict in their duty. They are failing as an American. Because while it's only healthy and proper, you know, to have a healthy concern about, hey, how much fraud is there out there? What can we do to limit it? It is total cop-out, laziness, completely illogical to conclude that there's so much fraud it doesn't make sense to vote. And if you take that approach, all you're doing is helping to, <laughs> to, to make sure that conservatives won't be in a position to stop what fraud there is. So, yeah. And I know that texter didn't say they weren't going to vote, but, uh, but the idea that we're locked out of the counting process, no, nowhere in America are we. Now, I'm the guy who's been talking on air forever about you have some of these Democrat strongholds that, that appear to have a history and a tradition of some fraud. What I've been talking about is, yeah, we, we should have zero fraud. We should be doing everything we can to eliminate that and throw people in jail who do it. But for those who say there was so much fraud that it changed the outcome of the election, I've, I've just asked for proof of that level of fraud and, and I've yet to see it. Um, Dan, what you were most wrong about this year was that there's no proof Democrats cheated in the election. You know, if I had actually said that, if I had said there's no proof Democrats cheated in the election, I'd fire myself. I mean, n nobody, nobody who would say anything like that should be close to any microphone anywhere in America because they're either too stupid to be on air or too dishonest, maybe both. I've never said anything like that. What I've said over and over again is, hey, there's a lot of evidence that there was substantial fraud in certain places in, in the 2020 election. And, and there are unanswered questions about how much there was. But I also said I have not seen proof there was enough to change the outcome of the election. If somebody has that proof, please, open door, though. Where'd that doorstop go? It's actually closed at the moment, but yeah. we're very capable of opening it. Sure. Anybody who has the proof of enough fraud, and not just a fraud, because, hey, I'm the guy who's been saying for every other's yeah, fraud there. But enough fraud to change the outcome. Come on in. We'll, we'll turn the mic over to you and then take your best shot. Two things, Dan. I would say, again, I'm with you almost 100% on this in that I do suspect that there were a lot of shenanigans, tomfoolery, hijinks. I watched it. I watched 2,000 Mules. I know what happened in my own state. I know somebody who was supposed to be observing the vote count there. All the Republicans were shut out of the room while the Democrats stayed in. They boarded up the windows. There's a lot of crap like that that went on. However, again, anything like this, Burden of proof is always on the accuser, just like a court of law. And you got to bring the goods like you say, back it up or pack it up. And it's got to be overwhelming evidence. And, and listen, I understand the frustration because in, in gathering, say, a national election, 
in, in gathering the evidence of the amount of election fraud and whether there was enough to overturn the result, it's not as simple as having a straightforward discovery process as we would in a civil case, right? Right, right. If God forbid you're badly injured, you come to me to represent you. I have these really powerful tools under the law where I can go in, I can put people under oath, I can subpoena documents, I can take depositions. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. There is not a straightforward discovery process like that to be able to get in and under the time restraints of challenging an election and be able to do that kind of full discovery. So I understand the frustration across America that we never had that kind of full kind of centralized inquiry. It should have been done by Congress, but we never had that. No, nope. I understand the frustration. All I can work with as an American is the evidence in front of me. And, and all I'm saying, just one guy's opinion as an American, when we're talking about something as important as, you know, do we have a duly elected president? I think it's real straightforward. I think unless somebody can put on the table in front of us the, the evidence that there was enough fraud to change the outcome, I think as Americans, you know, we, at least my response is yes, we have a duly elected president who's horrible and he's doing terrible damage to this country and Donald Trump would have been so much better. So we need to go vote the bad guys out and put the good guys and gals in. I, I think it's that straightforward. I think Vivek is smart enough to think these a uh, few steps ahead on the chessboard, but anytime somebody comes at, like we saw Ron DeSantis kind of ham-handedly juggle this response, did, Bo- did Joe Biden win in 2020? I would sit there and go, you know what? Yeah, I'll say he did. Will you acknowledge that Donald Trump won in 2016 and put it right back on them? Because most of them don't think he was legitimately elected in 2016. And yet they want Republicans to bend the knee to submit and admit that Biden won in 2020 and go on the record saying it. Mm. 855-405-8255. One of the many topics on Open Line Friday. What have you been most wrong about this year? And I've thrown mine out there, though I still claim a batting average of about 980. Jack, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. Hey, Danny. It's been a while. I hope the family's doing good. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Hey, uh, the thing that surprises me more than anything else is I never thought in my wildest dreams that the American people would be so oblivious to the the, uh, communist inroads and basically to take over the Democrat Party the way it's going on. And they just don't seem to be aware of it. And I never, 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 ever thought that they would be successful at that. Now, of course, this has been a 120-year effort to, to, mm. to turn this country into a communist country. I mean, mm-hmm. Al Gore failed, and Hillary failed, and Obama failed, and and Biden, who's just, uh, you know, Obama three, and then of course they'll run what's his, Michelle or whatever her name is, the wife. But I mean, I just can't believe that people don't see through that. I just can't believe the American people are that stupid. I mean, nobody, I I don't think anybody even knows what the Truman Doctrine was. Hmm. And the Truman Doctrine is not being enforced in our own country. Hmm. It was focused on foreign countries. But here they got the communism taking over our own country. That's what shocks me. Yeah, thank you for that call. That's what Jack has been most wrong about. And, And... What have you been most wrong about? I mentioned mine earlier. And uh, reports coming down right now that President Trump is going to skip the debate. Good move, bad move. What do you think the impact's going to be? You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. The mental fitness of a person who believes those lies, even though he's told that they're not true, and whether that person should be the one Ken who Buck is potentially in the White House next. 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, first of all, uh, the discussion that you had earlier uh, about uh, this uh, threats that are being made um, and, and other actions towards grand jurors and, and people who are just doing their, their civic duty, showing up and, and doing their job uh, as Americans is despicable. And, and if you're innocent, start acting like it. I, I can't think of anything worse than trying to attack the criminal justice system because you're a criminal defendant. And, and I think that's just terrible uh, uh, of any defendant to, to go through that process. Two different points made by Ken there, and we've been trying to get Ken on the show. He's been a great friend of the show over the years, and he's come on very often. He does not duck us, but no success yet today getting him on right, Ryan. So I expect we'll have him in the next few days. I really want to talk to Ken about that because... What I heard were two separate points. And the first point, I, I could not agree with him more on. And, and those evil people, those, those criminals who are out there threatening judges, threatening grand jurors, uh, they are the worst of the worst in our society. And, and we should have zero tolerance for that. And, and there, it's an attack on all of us when somebody threatens a judge, threatens grand jurors. Uh, it's just they, they should be viewed as enemies of the people, anybody who would threaten judges, grand jurors, etc. And it has to be condemned, not only condemned in the strongest possible terms, but acted upon with very, very serious penalties. I see Ken and I hear Ken making a completely different, separate, I should say, point when he says that Donald Trump is wrong to be questioning or criticizing the criminal justice system. My Lord, I, I would think anybody, uh, whether it was Ken, and I'll ask him this question when he's kind enough to come on. And Ken has been the most upstanding of citizens and a former DA, et cetera. So he'd never violate the law in any way. But, but if all of a sudden, Ken, if, if you are the subject of what are clearly politically motivated prosecutions, I mean, whether President Trump is guilty of any of these allegations or not, clearly these are politically motivated prosecutions. If, if any of us, starting with Ken, were, were the target of politically motivated prosecutions, would you expect Ken or anybody to keep their mouth shut about that and, and to not talk about how the system was being misused toward political ends? So I'd really like to have that conversation with Ken and make sure I, I clearly understand what he's saying. But on the first point, yeah, threatening judges, threatening grand jurors, threatening anybody, anybody involved in the system included no, those are evil people who need to be dealt with very, very severely. 855-405-8255, the number. Lynn in Denver, Colorado, you're on the Dane Kaplis Show. Welcome. Hi. Well, I was just going to make another comment, but then I heard about Ken Buck, and now I'm really irked about that, mm. but I guess that's another day. Mm. Um, so I'll try to shorten this if I can. Um my question is, and I don't want to sound, I'm, I'm ignorant on this subject, I admit, but with the election, and I'm not here to rehash it, I accepted it, sadly, and all of that, but there were questions I had. I don't think they were unreasonable as far as states that had 95% in, and then the next day it was something else. And then, but when things were, were, were challenged, such as um, when Carrie Lake challenged things and all of that, and things took a while to resolve, is it was it really so unreasonable for Trump to not to ask that it not be certified at least at that juncture? I mean, well, is that an unreasonable request when things were really not totally resolved and there was so much? And then whatever it is, we accept it. But was it so unreasonable for him to ask that? But Lynn, I, I am so glad you raised that question 
Because those who say, and let's start with Georgia because it's most recent, and, and I've read that indictment cover to cover as I've read all of them, but, but those who say that, that what that Democrat DA in Georgia is trying to do is criminalize political disagreement, trying to make it illegal to contest an election, at least for a Republican to contest an election, those people are right, as in my opinion, because while I never agreed with that political strategy, and I always thought the legal theory was way, way, way off and wrong. And I said so on air. Um, it shouldn't be legal to make those arguments. And then, yes, yeah, so, so to now try to throw people in jail. Because if you read that Georgia indictment, I don't know if you've had a chance to yet, Lynn. When they talk about hundreds of specific uh, acts in furtherance of a conspiracy mentioned in that indictment, I read some on air. Donald Trump, some, I some of the, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Some of the Funny. acts in furtherance of the conspiracy was Trump tweeting out, hey, live coverage now of the hearings in Georgia, tune in, stuff like that. As far as I can recall, and I may have missed something, I, th- I think virtually everything they talked about in that indictment was done right out in the open and publicly. So to your point, Lynn, yeah, I, I believe that under the system, it's it's fine for people to argue that, hey, no, I don't think you should seat those electors because I think there was so much fraud there that the electors should not be seated. I, I don't see why that should be criminalized. I'm glad the argument was not accepted. I'm glad the electors who were recognized were recognized because I, I don't think that you should ever, that you should ever uh, be in a situation where there's a successful challenge to the outcome of an election unless you have the evidence to prove that there was enough fraud to change the outcome. Well, can I ask you, um, the way that things were challenged and took a while, was it terribly unreasonable for Trump to have asked Pence not to uh, certify it at least yet? I mean, maybe uh, maybe he never wanted him to, but I'm just trying to think about oh, sure. if things aren't resolved yet. Is that yeah. such a terrible thing for him I- to ask? That you don't certify it just yeah, yet. Yeah, I, I think the it was. Are in flux. I, I think it was way wrong of President Trump to do that. And I don't okay. think he should have done it. But I don't think for a second it's criminal. I mean, it was all done well, out in the open. To hold off, though, but to hold off, I mean, to, to just wait until yeah. everything was resolved no. with Kerry Lake and with Georgia and with all those that you think that that was still not reasonable then? I, I, I'm, I, I'm just yeah. trying to get your No, take, and I, I'm so grateful for that, Lynn, because you're zeroing in on the key question. I think it was horrible of President Trump to put pressure on Mike Pence to hold off at that point, but I don't think it was in any way, shape, or form criminal. This was the political process at work. Trump believed, I still believe Trump believed, that the election was stolen. But at that point, I mean, our system has these deadlines, right, for a reason. So there is an orderly, peaceful transition of power for the most powerful and important nation on earth. And if all Mm -hmm. of a sudden... We're going to start altering that timetable because somebody, it could be Trump in this example, it could be Joe Biden next time, because somebody thinks they can gather the evidence. Talk about a banana republic. So I think Trump was wrong to ask for that, was wrong to pressure Trump to do it. But I don't see that as being criminal in any way. No, I guess I just was thinking that since things weren't resolved yet, yeah. uh, it, why would it be so unreasonable? Well, and then once it was resolved and all of the challenges were in, but this was when an would unusual that have been? election. And you're asking great questions. When would that have been, Lynn? When would it have all been resolved? When would all the challenges <laughs> have been done? 
I don't know. I guess I thought the la- one of the last ones wasn't it with Carrie Lake, or I, I might yeah, I might be mistaken. But no, you, you're so asking just the right question. But it never would have been over, right? It never would have been over. And that's why these deadlines exist for the orderly transition of power. And I understand these deadlines are real tight, but they're tight for a legitimate reason. So we can mm-hmm. we can have the president sworn in, whether it's a reelected president or a new president. And and I don't think we can afford to extend these deadlines. And and listen, if there had been some monumental blockbuster video, you know, just smoking gun evidence of massive fraud that would have changed the outcome. Maybe you get the U.S. Supreme Court to step in at that point and allow a few more days or some kind of process. But but no, to have Lynn, I mean, really to have held up, you know, the normal schedule with all the disruption that would create in America, all the disruption it would create in the markets, all the disruption it would create around the world based on the evidence they had at that time, I think would have been madness. Well, I remember the hanging chads. I remember that one yeah. it was a mess. And I think that uh, what I'm saying is I'm I'm one of these people who accepts it, whether I like it or not. I'm not about making a big ruckus and going, you know, bonkers. But I, I guess I feel like this election was so with with COVID and mail in and so many things. I'm not a big conspiracy person. I'm really not. I'm just trying. I just feel yeah. like this one was so unusual and different. Not that right. I've, I've. There's been outcomes in a lot of elections I haven't liked. Um, yeah. So that's not it. It was just that this one yeah. felt really different. Yeah. But and, and I, for, you know, that's. I, I you love know, what your, you just said there, Lenny. And, and the only reason I'm interrupting is because we have a hard break. We're a minute late on. And in, if you want to continue talking, I'm happy to. But but when Lynn said this one felt different, you are so right. And and that's why. That's why a majority of Republicans and many Americans believe the election was stolen because this one looked different on election night. The way the votes came in, Trump was winning big, and then all of a sudden it was perceived that counting stopped certain places, and then all of a sudden Trump was losing. So it led to all these big questions in America that never got a full airing. So you're right, it feels different. All I'm saying is, in the absence of evidence and proof that there was enough fraud to change the outcome, I think to to have a nation, you know, we we have to recognize these deadlines and move forward and then throw the bums out of office at the ballot box. You're on the Dan Kaplan show. Jen Psaki on MSNBC. Even as we're working yeah. through navigating, litigating, explaining every detail of Trump's legal issues, the challenge here is that the positions that the core uh, candidates and leaders of the Republican Party have on issues people care about, whether it's access to voting, choices about your own health care, uh, all of these crazy wackadoo cultural debates about gay marriage. Right. First of all, gay marriage is the law of the land. It's out of touch with the public, and that is a core problem for the party. Out of touch with what public, right? (laughs) No, they're whistling past the graveyard there. America, and I'm talking across party lines, absolutely can relate to Vivek Ramaswamy's uh, tyranny of the minority comment the other day where it's, hey, you know, we love and and respect, you know, people of all sexualities. But wait a second. 
This cannot be a case where you trample our religious liberty. It cannot be a case where our daughters have to be in the shower with naked men because they say they identify as women or they do identify with women. And you go right on down the list. No, please, Jen Psaki, I hope you believe every word you said. I hope everybody watching MSNBC believes every word you said because it will give them a false sense of security and make them much easier to beat in November. 855-405-8255, the number. Hey, it's been a real fun open line Friday. And uh, part of what we're talking about is a great question I was asked earlier in the day. What have you been most wrong about this year? And I had a rapid response, impressed the heck out of me. And I think the questioner, which was Mike Johnston, mayor of Denver. I, I thought he would deal with the homeless problem and he's decided to make it a lot worse. But so what's have you been most wrong about? What's interesting to me is I'm not getting a lot of texters telling us what they've been most wrong about, Ryan. I'm getting a lot of texters telling me what I've been yeah. most wrong. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? Nobody could see that coming. All uh, right. Yeah. Here's a texter. Dan, going back to some comments I was making earlier, when, when I, um, obviously, right, every sane American would say the same thing and, and condemn as evil and enemies of the people and a threat to all of us. Those people who threaten judges, those people who threaten grand jurors, right? We can all accept that premise. So, of course, because we have this brilliant audience, a texter writes, why isn't Schumer in jail then? And we take great pride on this show because I have led with this on this show. I have done this on this show at least a thousand times more than any other show out there calling for the arrest and prosecution of Chuck Schumer for this and and he should have been arrested for it he should have been fully prosecuted for it he stood on the steps of the u.s supreme court and he threatened specific justices by name if they did not vote on certain cases the way he wanted i want to tell you gorsuch i want to tell you kavanaugh you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price you won't know what hit you you won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Yeah. Should have been arrested, should have been prosecuted, should have been convicted. And then should he have gone to jail? Yeah. I think anybody who threatens a judge physically should go to jail. So, Texter, I agree with you completely, but I'm also way ahead of you because I've got that clip right in front of me. I have certain clips right in front of me because I play them so often and I think they're so important. I've been playing that clip since he did it. So, yes, you are 100% correct. 100% correct. 855-405-8255, the number. Dan, I've been most wrong, writes the texter, that Biden would have been either impeached by now or out of office due to health cognitive issues. That from Patty. I don't know why Patty, who's actually a brilliant texter, would have ever thought Biden would be impeached by now, but separate apart from whether he deserves it, I think there should very well be an impeachment inquiry by now, which is the investigative tool. You betcha. Now, it's been a couple of months, Dan. Yes. But as I recall, you had pinpointed on or around Labor Day as mm. the day that yes. Biden would drop out yes, of the race. Time frame. You are correct. Are you sir. standing by that or you want to push I that am, back? I am standing by really? that. Really? Yes. That's close upon us. I get that. That's like a couple of weeks. Uh, you are right about that. Okay. Yeah, that's very bold. But you are right about that. No, it, it makes perfect sense. So I stand by that. Listen, do I still want full credit 
if it happens October 1st? Yes, I do. I got you. Because I'm virtually the only one out there saying it. And I'm like, why? Because this is so obvious. Others are starting to join the fray. They always do, right? But it's after you, I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. It always starts with, Dan, you're crazy. Then eventually gets to, okay, maybe you're right. And then it gets to that the other person saying, I had the idea first, right? (laughs) Right. But no, listen, Labor Day is the natural time for this. And Biden doesn't have much time to waste because the the overwhelming evidence of his corruption and my belief he committed serious crimes, it's growing by the day. And the walls truly are closing in on him. And uh, and so it's in his interest to do it sooner than later and try to stop this impeachment inquiry. Hey, when we come back, they're reporting now that President Trump is going to skip the debate. If that's true, I think it's a big mistake. What do you think? And Congresswoman Boebert at 536.